Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the minister at Harmony Christian Church, and thank you for clicking on this video. Just want to say, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to HarmonyChurch.tv, and you can find out, uh, you know, the story about us and what we believe and what we're about. You can also click on there to donate online if you like. You can do a one-time gift, or you can set up reoccurring giving. If you'd like to maybe mail us some kind of a donation, you can send that to 7100 South Choctaw Road. Uh, appreciate all of those who have been giving. We're, we're very grateful and very thankful uh, for the gifts that you have sent our direction. We're, we're very thankful for that. And, and today we hope that as you watch the rest of this video, we pray that it's a blessing to you uh, and to your family. So near my house, there's this pond, and I was walking around the pond the other day, and as you might imagine, on the pond, there's some ducks out there. And I happened to notice that there was this one little mama duck out there, and she had behind her had like three or four little ducklings behind her. And it made me wonder, just as I was out there walking, you know, those little thoughts would just kind of pop into your head. It made me wonder, like, who taught those little baby ducks how to swim? And, and who told or who taught that mama duck how to be a mama duck? Like, how do they know that? And it was kind of one of those moments, maybe you've had those moments before, it's sort of like this mundane sort of, average day and in the middle of all that you just kind of notice something that it's a little bit more than just your average Monday thing it's it's ordinary but it's really extraordinary like there's like in the mundane there's this meaning that we can find and that that, that maybe there's more going on here than maybe we often realize that that maybe could it be that we're surrounded by the sacred moments all the time what well, Along with this idea, I've got a little video that I'd like to show you. And uh, in the video, I don't—I wouldn't necessarily call this video a, a Christian video per se, but I, but I do think it sets up quite well what we're trying to get across today, and I think you might find it helpful. So um, watch the little video, and I'll see you on the other side of it. So, like in that video, I would probably change just a few little bit of a few little things about it. Like it uses the word awareness, and instead of awareness, I'd probably use the word faith instead, because I do think that it takes faith to see all of the sacred things that are around us and happening to us, like all the time. Here, for example, um, so just a couple of days ago, I did an order, one of those online orders at Walmart. Maybe you've done that, and it was so frustrating because up until recently, I haven't been able. To get you know to get an online pickup order well finally a date and a time became available so i ordered up a bunch of stuff and i was ready and had to wait a couple of days drove over to walmart got my stuff and i'm, I'm sitting there and the, the worker comes out and he called my name or at least I, I thought he called my name he had to stand kind of a little bit of a little bit of ways from me and he loaded up my car with my stuff and then i went home and i was ready like all right i got my stuff and then i opened up the trunk to my car only to find out I did not order this stuff. There was nothing in my car that I had ordered. Like there was a bag of onions. And if anybody knows me, you know, I did not order a bag of onions. And then there was like this coffee creamer stuff. And there was like this big bag of, 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 of breath mints. And it was just like, what happened? And so I ended up having to go all the way back to the store. And I got my, I ended up getting my order and I had to go back home and Oh, it was just like a minor frustration, but then you kind of got to think about it a little bit. I mean, here's this worker at Walmart loading up my car with food in the middle of everything else that's going on. And then not only that, there's, there's this food that's in my car and at, now at my house that I didn't work for. Like, I didn't have to, like, go out and harvest up any of this stuff. 
and yet it's in my house because somebody else did that. And that's like a sacred kind of thing. It's a sacred thing. And I think all across the Bible, we can see where God brings about little resurrections, little 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 resurrections out of our ordinary lives and brings us something sacred. You see this all over the place. Like Moses, for example. There's Moses. He, a former prince of Egypt, out there with a bunch of sheep. And that's all he's been doing for years is just watching sheep. A, a total failure, by, you know, by at least by our records. I mean, you, you could have been a prince, and yet now you're a shepherd, and yet we know that Moses will go on to do some extraordinary things. It'll be Moses that'll bring a nation out of slavery. It'll be Moses that'll part a sea. Or how about another shepherd, a young boy by the name of David, a teenage boy who's just hanging out with the sheep, and then one day gets gets an order to go out and check up on his brothers at the battle, and he gets to hear this big ancient bully by the name of Goliath. And we know what happens in that moment. And then later on, David will become not just regular old David, an ordinary David, but an extraordinary David, the, the king of Israel. Or what about a poor little girl by the name of Mary from some backwater place from, by the name of Nazareth? Who goes to Nazareth? And yet Mary is the one who says yes to God. And because of her yes, look at what's happened because of that. Or, or what about Simon Peter? Simon Peter, uh, he was just an ordinary, average, run-of-the-mill fisherman. And since the time he was a little boy, all he knows to do is go fishing. And yet it'll be Peter that will go on to do extraordinary things. It'll be Peter who in Acts chapter 2, like starts the church and like gets it going. And there's a little bit more to Peter's story. We, we find out this in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13, it says this, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. So Jesus is looking at Peter and he's saying, Hey, wait, 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 Peter. Just hold on. I want to point something out to you. Nobody taught you that. There's no school that you went to. Your friends didn't tell you this. Your mom and dad didn't teach you this. You're, you're tapping in, Peter. You're tapping into something that is sacred here. You're, you're realizing that there is something sacred in this mundane, ordinary, average thing. Like You're seeing that there's something else going on, just like watching a, a mama duck with her little ducklings or realizing that there's something sacred in this moment where there's this, there's this guy loading up my car with food that I didn't have to work to produce. Like there's these sacred moments that are happening like all around us, all the time. And Jesus wants to make sure that Peter understands that. He's pointing something out to Peter. Peter, you are tapping into a truth that is like beyond your comprehension. And Jesus isn't done yet. He still has a little bit more to say. Picking up in verse 18, he says, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus saw something extraordinary in this ordinary fisherman by the name of Peter. Something in the mundane, but it was so meaningful. Uh, here a little while ago, I, I, did, I went through some training. It's called CPE. stands for Clinical Pastoral Education. And uh, basically, it's kind of like doing some chaplain work at a hospital. And in this moment, in this one particular moment, this one particular story, I was given some paperwork to take up to a particular patient. And I went into the room, and there I found a, a young couple, only been married about seven years, and you could see that the patient that was lying there, he wasn't very comfortable at all. He was fighting off cancer. In fact, you could see in his head, you could see what there were cancer tumors that were actually like outside of his head there. And he was in some pain. And next to him was his wife. And the paperwork that I was taking to, taking to them was some paperwork that was to offer up to the doctor's explanations as to what he would like to see happen, depending on certain medical things that would happen to him. And that wife took such care. I mean, it's paperwork. Ordinary, mundane, run-of-the-mill paperwork. And yet, what does she do? She very carefully, very calmly, gracefully, lovingly works her husband through this paperwork. It was a beautiful, wonderful, sacred moment right there in the middle of just filling out paperwork, just run-of-the-mill, regular, average, old paperwork. I can't help but wonder, maybe this is true for you, I know it's true for me, why don't we experience those sacred moments? Why don't we see the joy and the love that is all around us all the time? And I think it's because we just go numb. Anxieties, worries, our anger, all those things kind of cloud all the sacred and all the beautiful and all the joy that is around us all the time. And we just don't see it. We just go numb. And we go numb with all kinds of stuff. Pills, booze, porn, those usual things. But it's also buying a bunch of junk on Amazon. It's thinking that we are the center of the universe and when the kids get a little bit, a little bit too loud, we lose our stuff. We just kind of go numb. We believe that we're the center of the universe, and when we're the center of the universe, it's just really hard to see the sacred that's all around us all the time. Like there's just ordinary magic happening at all these times. Um, when I was a teenager, probably would have been an early teenager, uh, maybe like about 13-ish or so, I was growing up in Georgia, and anybody related to me lives either in Ohio or Pennsylvania. And at this particular time, I, I, I was uh, taken up to Pennsylvania. I spent some time with my grandma and my grandpa in Pennsylvania and spent about a week or two up there with them. And one of the places we went was to a place called Ohio Pile. It's a state park. It's really beautiful there. And there's a part of Ohio Pile called Cucumber Falls. And you can go there. There's a small little, a small little uh, fall of water, and there's a little stream. And out of that stream, I grabbed this rock right here. And I just grabbed it out, and later on my grandma wrote, wrote Cucumber Falls on it. And it's just a little rock. 
But when I look at this rock, there's a lot of history that goes with this rock. It, it reminds me of my grandma and my grandpa. It reminds me of like the moment that I that I went when I was in Pennsylvania and I was there for my grandfather's funeral. And there were all of these people that came into the funeral home, people I didn't know, people my grandma didn't know, but they were all of these people that my grandpa had helped. Maybe he'd taken them some food, he'd helped them do some project around the house. And so when I look at that rock, this little ordinary average, just I just grabbed it out of the stream rock, for me, it's a sacred kind of thing. It reminds me of my grandpa and those, it reminds me of my grandma who played the organ at her church there for like 40 years. It reminds me of all of those things, that there's all these sacred things. And the sad thing is, is that for most of us, we really don't come to understand the sacred until somebody dies. I don't know why that is, but it is. But I'm, but I'm hoping that today maybe you might just open your eyes up just a little bit more. Maybe the sacred is all around you all the time, if we would but look for it. The Apostle Paul brings this up. In the book of Acts, he's talking to a group of people who are really kind of struggling with, like, where is God, and what's he up to, and where is he at? And in the book of Acts, chapter 17, we read this. 17, verse 27, it says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made in human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such, such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. I can't help but wonder, but sometimes, especially for us Christians, maybe sometimes we struggle with seeing the sacred because we've become so used to sacred things happening in a certain location at a certain time. So where's God at and what's God up to? Well, he, he must be doing something somewhere else because he's not, he's not here, right? It's, it's not the special time. It's, it's supposed to be on Sunday at, at 1045. That's when God does the sacred. That's when there's, that's when there's spiritual things that happen. But I hope maybe you might just open up your eyes and see that the sacred is all around us all the time. That there's never a moment that you are outside of God. That there's never a moment that you are alone. We're always surrounded by God, which means we are always surrounded by his love and his joy and his grace everywhere we go. No matter where we go and no matter what's happening in our lives, those things are around us all the time all the time. I'd like to do something with you now. Maybe you could do this at your house if you like. Maybe you could just do this by yourself, or maybe you could just gather up with your family, and you could repeat this in your house with what we're going to use here. But um, I'm thinking of some things that maybe, some things that maybe are, are bad, right, in our lives. Like, uh, like in my life, I might, I might say in my life, uh, divorce. Divorce was a bad thing that happened in my life. But also, uh, some good came out of that. And the good was, is that, is that I got my boys. I've got my boys, and I've got a really good connection with my kids, and I've really come to enjoy that. And maybe for you, it's something else. Maybe for you, it might be, uh, maybe for you, it's cancer. 
Maybe for you that's what it is. And that's a bad thing. But maybe in the midst of that cancer, maybe something good came out of that. Maybe you learned what it is to love. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we could think of some other maybe we could think of some other like bad things that have happened. Maybe it's uh maybe it's the death of a loved one. But but out of that death of a loved one, maybe what we've come to learn is that life is such a precious, precious gift. And what I'd like to point out to you is simply this. We notice that those bad things, they're still there. They didn't go away. They're still a part of our life, these bad things that have happened to us. But out of those bad, there are these sacred things that have happened to us. There's love, and there's family, and there's life, and there's so many other things that we have. And those things float. They're on the top of the water. They're they're there for us. And, and what I'd like to suggest to you is that in the, in the mundane, ordinary day of life, when there's some bad, frustrating things that happen to us, there's good. There's good. It, it's right there. There's there's love and there's joy, and it's right there. And for those of us Christians, we we see the love and we see the joy, and it, it's right there. And it and it uh, provides for us a raft that we can float on. And not only a raft that we can float on, but it also provides for us a way that we can be and share that raft that of love and joy and peace that we have found. It allows us to share that with somebody else, to share the sacred that we have found, even though in the midst of the frustrations, it allows us to share that with others. So maybe today, for just a moment, for just a brief little while, look around. Look around your life. Look around your world. And maybe in the ordinary, mundane things of life, I pray that God might just open up to you all the sacred, all the love, and all the joy that is around you. God bless you. Hey, just wanted to give a shout out to the to the kids out there. Just want to give a shout out to Jackson, uh, Ben, Bryce, Addie, Cora, also to the youth group here at Harmony. We haven't forgot about you guys. Uh, so anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. And from me to you, just want to let you know, hey, man, keep it up. We're, we're doing good, and uh, we'll be hollering at you.